0: Hey, how's it going? This is Billy,
1: And I'm Jen.
0: And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen.
1: Cheers, love.
0: Cheers to you. I just cheers little Wren. She's drinking a large bottle of what we like to call in this household, Topo Chico.
1: Topo Chico. That is it.
0: every household calls um, No, just in this household, we call it Topo Chico. It's the, it's, it's it's the new fad, man. All the kids are in it these water. days. It's sparkling water with no taste.
1: It's delicious. It
0: actually calls itself mineral water, which I think makes it feel like it's better than the rest.
1: It does taste it does actually taste better. That's
0: what i like. It's Little delicious. Little you drink those.
1: Well, I also don't drink water. I
0: hate water, so you do
1: like water. I know I do
0: not. Amen <laughs> to that, sister. I hate
1: water. Ooh, you and me. Water. I do. Even the good stuff, like the alkaline water, you drink it.
0: No, I don't. Not get I only drink vitamin water. Vitamin water zeros. That's not water. Gatorade zeros. Yeah, we should we should dialogue about that. Ninety-two percent nutritionist water. Come
1: on. You keep calling when we're talking. You keep calling it. We should dialogue about. We that. should dialogue about that because we should go into the the. The thought of it's probably not a healthy thing to not drink any water.
0: I don't like the narrative you're creating and you're dialoguing.
1: (laughs) Start using all these words. (laughs) I think your body um, needs good, you know, water throughout the day. New content.
0: Uh, Lil Wren is graduating (laughs) next Tuesday. How do you feel? You're uh, about to be just thrown out there into the great wide world. How do you feel? Great. Yeah, how's
1: it going to feel moving out? Very good. (laughs) is there something we need to know
0: is that the crux of your valedictorian speech great very good you, you're not moving out are you
1: I was kidding I guess you'll find out <laughs> <I don't laughs> she kind of wants you to believe uh, you I are the she is.
0: what's the deal she well, she wouldn't move out. She loves the ranch. Speaking of the ranch,
1: speaking of the ranch, the uh, grounds sp- and maintenance guy. Really. No,
0: no, no, the groundskeeper.
1: Okay, that's that's I'm not the right.
0: grounds and maintenance guy. That no. literally makes it a real job. I am the groundskeeper. The
1: groundskeeper.
0: It's a term of endearment, and it's an honorary title. What is title. her name? The groundskeeper Francis.
1: Francis. That's what I was looking what for. Francis. <laughs> Pronounce
0: <For> her <laughs> Not cool, Jen.
1: Francis Francis got a weed whacker, and he been weed whacking. I some did, stuff. man. I
0: bought a weed whacker. Been whacking weed whacking it all day. I was out there for four hours yesterday and just, I demolished. Here's the thing about the ranch, which we're super grateful for it. I did four hours of perpetual weed eating. And when I mean, like, I didn't stop to clean up. I just... It's just everywhere. Just crushing things. I looked I looked like I was in camouflage. All the, 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 you know, the shrapnel and the shreddings of the weeds all over me, right? I mean, and you could walk out there today in the ranch and you could...
1: We have a weed garden. Realistically, be like, garden. where
0: did you weed? Like, Vic, you pulled in this morning. We did you have notice a I weeded? Weed no, garden. <laughs> I did four hours yesterday we and you didn't a even weed notice. Weed
1: garden. How offensive.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's so much land. Oh,
1: we have a weed garden. Jen. <laughs> we have a weed garden.
0: What you just did is tune out. It's just like you literally lost time because and hit repeat. This
1: is why we have so many weeds. They're as tall as me. I've given up. I've given No, up you
0: never gave, you never gave in. <laughs> you never did anything to do anything to solve weed. the problem.
1: <laughs> I made some phone calls, but couldn't get anybody to come out.
0: Did we already tell the podcast people how you you were griping one day about weeds? And so I went out I to wasn't pool. No, yeah. I was it. just
1: saying, if we don't do something about those weeds, they're gonna be as tall as me. Okay,
0: and here's what I've learned as a husband after 25 years. When your wife keeps talking <laughs> perpetually to you about something that is a problem to her, what that is code is like go do something about the problem. No, so I Vic. I go out and I start weeding. I don't even know the first thing about weeding, but I'm just ripping. Yeah, I don't know. Weeder? I'm a weeder. It's called weeding. I'm just ripping up stuff. Ripping
1: up my peonies.
0: That evening, we come home. She's like, let me show you my peony plant. I'm like, okay. I guess it's a flower plant. And as she's walking over the sidewalk, she goes, oh my God, where is it? And I go, where's what? And she goes, it is, the peony plant. It was right here. It's I'm like, a and I go, bush. It was you mean not the weed? weed? <laughs> She's like, oh my God. She like loses her soul for a I, second. No, no. She's like, I could have sold those flowers for over $500 at the shop. And you threw them away like a weed. And I'm like, that's what you get when you won't hire a weeder.
1: Well, we got I'm not a, a professional. Garden.
0: <laughs> so I killed her so peony. So this is the thing though, babe. It
1: doesn't even look close like a, a, a weed. Uh, that flower is beautiful. It's. I beg to differ. It, it, it's,
0: it, beg this to is differ. the thing,
1: people. No, we him. we need some some intervention, um, some help. If you own a weed garden, <laughs> come help us. Oh, we man. need a lot of help around this.
0: Okay, I don't know what you're drinking <laughs> this morning, but I like it. <laughs> you are. <laughs> You are absent minded and then also extremely focused. But on no, your this, this is minded. this is a true story.
1: We really need some help. It's, I told Vic it's the South Chick to keep
0: us on time today, and she said to me, um, well, a lot of times I forget because I get so intrigued in like our conversation. <laughs> and I was like, I guess it'd be a bad sign if you were giving me every minute on the minute because you'd be bored. She just gave me three minutes in. <laughs> 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 that's that's her sign of like keep it moving man
1: not good content
0: um what should we talk well did we i mean happy graduation almost little Ren. we're very proud of you yes. you're coming into your graduation season it's a big deal it's a big deal we got 20 tickets to the graduation we're Families gonna come rolling in. We're gonna in, roll deep. in deep doing a graduation party the following saturday i'm gonna mm-hmm. be barbecuing grilling out here friends and friends and family will come over you guys are doing a little trip next week right
1: on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday evening, Monday, Monday,
0: going to Seattle, staying in a hotel. Yeah, we are just nice. gonna, yeah, yeah. And then next year for her graduation trip, we were gonna do it this year, but hashtag quarantine, hashtag twenty twenty, hashtag pandemic, hashtag what, hashtag why, hashtag okay. where. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Two years ago. Yeah, exactly. hashtag two that. Years ago. Um, so hopefully we'll do the Europe trip next yes, year.
1: Yeah. We're gonna do this.
0: That'll be awesome.
1: Uh, Capri and. Uh, Paris.
0: That's what I think we're thinking. Yeah. I mean, we have to work out the details on that. We're going to have to save up an enormous amount of money. But eh. if you start saving now.
1: We'll work hard.
0: Come on, man. The That's Lord what we do. We save for vacation. We put a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there, couple knew, there. a couple hundred there. Get a big here. blessing, oh a thousand here. Work and all a of sudden, hard, a sudden, vacation time rolls around. And, and, and you're rolling and in the dough mm-hmm, and you drop mm-hmm. it on the memories. Yeah. Yeah. I spend money on memories more than materials. That's true. Although I did buy a $200 weed eater yesterday. You did. But it was $200. I could have bought the $700 one.
1: I'm glad you did it. They try and get you. They get you good.
0: Oh man, I'm like Did you get insurance by. on it? I did twenty five dollars. If it breaks for any reason whatsoever in the next two years, you get take it back
1: because God knows you're it. gonna weed the... Oh, I'm, a, a break.
0: I'm gonna break it. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised fence. I didn't break it yesterday. I'm shocked.
1: I mean, do you have to replace the rubber, the rubber little <laughs> swingy thing that kind of spins around.
0: Man, I love when you talk technical.
1: <laughs> it just spins around. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's like you know that rubber little yeah. Like, yeah. little no propeller. It out it's as a as propeller goes.
0: There is a there's a wire that's made out of plastic. It's exactly. not rubber. Plastic and rubber that's rubber what spins so fast that cuts the weeds and it breaks. It is, it's fascinating. Yeah, it breaks. <laughs> <laughs> moving <laughs> right along. Big just gave us seven minutes. Of-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're done.
0: <laughs> All right. Um. Guess what today is?
1: Today is today.
0: Book club time. Yeah, nailed it. Book club. This is time. the little segment we like to call book club time. And um, this is when, Jen, we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> and I need to read a book and just be like, well, what are we talking about? But this is a segment we introduced, I don't know, like a year ago. And periodically what we'll do is because we always reference kind of thoughts, ideas from books. And whether we're telling you it's Good from a book, book or not. Yeah, yeah. We we love to read. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Ooh,
1: that was not good. Well,
0: I kind of exact, ex- accentuated the, the cough.
1: Bike picks that all up. Can we
0: just for a second um, tell the world how you sneeze, which sounds like a cough? Well, okay, here's how I sneeze. Okay, here we go. Let's just do it. Let's get it. Let's Maul get it.
1: sneezes in reps of 12.
0: Yeah, reps of 12. For you're sure. going to
1: hurt this. Here's look, my sneeze. Back here's my up. sneeze. And back it's just always one. Mic. It's like
0: this. But like five
1: times.
0: Five. Okay, that's a sneeze. Here is Jen. You uh, this, back up If that you're line driving, line. brace yourself. Don't crash. Here's Jed, and I always say, "God bless you," but I have to wait for a long time because here's what Jim will do. It doesn't sound like a sneeze. Here's what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's so loud. Like, Don't do it. Do again. Literally like will do it again. Like God bless you. <laughs>
0: I do the same thing. Yeah, I know. Then she
1: holds hers in. Yeah, big sneeze. She goes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vic, you like blow your braids yeah. out your ears. You go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not. Okay. It's actually not good. There's the big blow to
0: braid out her ears, holding his knees.
1: It almost like she's using the bathroom. <laughs> it's like she's having a big one, you know, like she's going for it.
0: <laughs> a big one with this. <laughs>
1: A big why, why? You're like a middle school boy. You don't have to make the sound effects.
0: <laughs> you started me on it. I can't help myself. Hey man. Yeah.
1: If you're getting entertained, you guys need to start us we're for this <laughs> <laughs> material. You know what I mean? Like this is good stuff.
0: Anyways.
1: Oh gosh. But you
0: bless you. That's that's a normal Book club scene.
1: time.
0: <laughs> Alright, so we're on book club and uh Lil Wren was reading this book. I did not even know it. It disappeared from my shelf and it was in her room. And I asked her how she liked it. And she's like, I actually really, really like it. And so the book that we're going to reference today, and I'm going to have to do a bunch of disclaimers, and I'm down for it, um, is yeah. it's a book by a man named Mark Manson. I don't know who he is, but he wrote this book. Serena and I were walking in an airport years ago, probably three years ago, right before quarantine happened. And was it you and I? Or was it Caleb and I? Maybe it was Caleb and I. And we saw it at a stand in the airport. And he's like, Dad, look at the title of that book. And I was like, what? And you know, obviously the title caught me. I went over and looked at it. But I started looking at the chapters. I'm like, dude, this is kind of like, this is kind of like, and very intriguing. I, I like the premise he's coming from. So I took the book, I read it on the plane ride all the way. Loved it, and it is called "The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F." Um, an F is, you know, fill in the blank, and or don't fill in the blank. I hate the word. There might
1: be kiddos in the car, listening. Exactly. I
0: hate the word. So what we will do, but the book, the premise of the book, just is very intriguing. It's kind of, in some ways, it is very inspiring. So I kind of want to talk about just some of the principles today. <clears throat> um. Babe, have you read this book? Have I read this to you?
1: you, you re- I have not read it. Ren, how far are you but, in on the book? But you read it to me. Um, like chapter five or six, but I stopped after a while. But the first few chapters, like I just read them all right away.
0: They grip you. Yeah, yeah the guy's a great writer. Okay, and I'm going to say this. If the F word <laughs> offends you, and if it does, I understand. It's offensive, and I'm not a huge fan of the F word. But if the F word does offend you, make <laughs> the sound chicks over here shrugging. <laughs> um, if it does offend you, I probably would not recommend this book because he uses it freely and he uses it in a wide variety of applications. (laughs) And so, yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah, yeah. He makes up words with this word. And so- Which part of me, the the debased part of me, finds amusing? Okay, so instance, for instance, a lot of people listen to this podcast. You're people of faith because you and I are people of faith, and you've kind of been attracted to that. So you have to understand as a as a man of faith, this would not be a a book I would recommend to someone who takes that very offensive. Now, if you're take it or leave it, I grew up working construction, playing football my whole life, so curse words to me. Although I don't I don't condone them, and I'm not a huge fan of it. I think it takes way more um uh, way more strength to not curse than it does just to throw out a, a four letter word, right? So I think there's a lot more dignity in not doing it. It certainly became white noise to me over over the period of my life. I love mafia movies. So that kind of stuff doesn't offend me. So I can understand if you're listening to this, please save your review. Please don't rate us poorly on it. Okay. Just listen to all the other stuff you love. But there are some principles in this book, the subtle art of not giving an F, that I think are
1: Fantastic. Pretty
0: awesome. It's it's a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. A
1: good. And we're all life. about
0: that good life.
1: Living a like um, good
0: life. So why don't we do this so that we don't get in trouble and offend people on this episode um, and accidentally get the E mark? Let's substitute the word F with cares. Like cares. like, don't give a care. Don't, don't give, give a care. care. And you understand? Like I understand. Let's do it like that. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, <laughs> the sound chick, just got so sad. She's like, very disappointed
1: mm. with the content. Yeah, she's gonna give me like. I feel like you could have been better. Vis- yeah, it no. ruins like the. Don't, the flip.
0: Okay, don't give a flip.
1: That's good. Okay,
0: yeah, I'm probably gonna say care though too.
1: <laughs> don't give the flip.
0: Oh yeah, I guess I could have done better and, like, than that. like doesn't have as much. Yeah, the solar of not giving a flip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. way to do your job, Vic the You're sound probably. chick. Or, what are we? 13 minutes in. Okay. um so I just want to kind of babe. I'm gonna highlight some of the thoughts from this book, some of the the main thing, and then you can kind of help me.
1: Anything I can do to help me. I need you I'm to chime in. Here's
0: I'm the here. one thing I love about this book, and here's here's the whole premise of it. You only have so many flips to give in life.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the truth.
0: That's it. You can only the care older about, I get,
1: the less flips I have.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's actually, and that's a point in the book. You don't even know that's one of the chapters. It's called maturing, you said. Um you can only care about so many things. And if you try to care about everything, mm. you will you will become just this absolutely entitled narcissistic horribly unhappy. You just you can't do it. You can't care about it, you can't give a flip about everything. He says, "In life, we only have so many flips. You have to choose which flips you give." <laughs> you know, like that's it. You're gonna have to choose what you care about, which I think is a brilliant concept. And at its re- at its basis form is a very simple kind of like just common sense concept. Like Sp- you can't care Ashley about everything. And he doesn't say this in, in and here and because the so Karens, aka Karens of society, um, didn't exist when he was writing this book. It wasn't a thing yet. A Karen, but this is, in my opinion what causes karens karens and you know i'm speaking about like the people who just have an opinion about everything what their problem is is they care about absolutely everything and they give an f about everything they give a flip about everything and so therefore they just it's like oh my god you have opinion about everything you lose your mind over everything and he's saying like if you want to live a good life if you want to be happy it doesn't say don't care it's not this whole idea, of like just don't care about anything, you know, don't give a flip about anything. Like that's not what he's saying. He's saying choose what it is that you're going to give.
1: Choose your venture. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think that's
0: what he's saying at all. I, I really don't think that's man. But way to chime in and really add to the podcast.
1: You're welcome. I'm here. I'm here to. I'm I mean, what, what I would say. say I'll just pause, like, yeah.
0: Cause there's no way for me to connect that.
1: I know. I know. I'm you're sorry. still
0: you've still like lost time and you've just like, you know, you just hit pause and you're just you're totally zoning out right now. I might
1: now. be tired, just a tad.
0: I need you to carry your weight. Okay. Okay, and here's what I like about it. He, he kind of says mm-hmm. that this mentality of caring about everything is the birthplace of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Um giving a flip about every single thing is where entitlement begins he's like you have to choose what you're going to care about and he kind of makes a point he's like you know and so a lot of times people like so i just become emotionless about the things that i care about he's like no no no, because no emotions is the definition for a psychopath he's not he's not condoning being a psychopath he's like is simply which is the title book is the title of the book is learning the subtle art of not giving a care about everything and what he does say is like you first you have to find out because there's a difference between indifference and not caring. Indifference is like, you know, people that just like, in fact, he says indifferent people probably care about a ton of stuff. That's why they become indifferent. Like they actually care what everyone thinks about them. So they dress like a bum because they're like, I, I, I don't know. It's too much. They care so much that they stop doing it. They actually care that what oh. everyone, yeah, they actually want people to like them. So they try and, you know, they they care what everyone thinks. So they just stop trying to please anyone. And they just like go off, you know, it's like, it's the extreme form of caring that they become indifferent. He's like, I'm not condoning being indifferent. Um, And what happens is like, we start to hide behind sarcasm and snarkiness, you know, like self-righteous snarkiness, because the truth is you care, but you're just like, I'm just being indifferent. He's like, I'm not condoning being indifferent. He's like, I'm condoning figuring out what it is that you care about. And there's funneling your energies towards that. Um, And we talk about entitlement a lot on this podcast and it's one of the things that bothers me most in the whole world. And I, I forgot when I was kind of like reviewing this book last night um, that he kind of breaks down very much one of the causes for entitlement. And it is giving a flip about everything. It makes you entitled. Wow. Um, I thought, yeah, he's like when you, what happens is you can't care about everything. You only get so many cares in life. And so when we care about everything and everyone, we end up feeling like we should be perpetually entitled to be comfortable and happy at all times, that everything is supposed to be exactly the way we want it to be. And he actually defines it as a sickness. He's like, because you care so much about everything and everyone, everything is to be exactly the way you want it to be, and it becomes a sickness, especially in America. So he's like, so here's what happens, and here's the birth of entitlement. He goes, every adversity becomes an injustice. Every time you experience adversity, it's an injustice. Every challenge is a failure. Every inconvenience is a personal slight and every disagreement is a betrayal. He's like, this is what it is. Cause you care wow. about everything. All these things become very, very personal. And the whole world, and he's like, it's the birthplace of entitlement. And so he makes this whole thought about okay, you need to, you need to choose what it is you're going to care about. And he, you know, he recommends a few things. It also, on the flip side, as I'm opening this up and then we can talk about it more, babe. On the flip side, he talks about how it can help you handle entitled people, which I was like, dude, I need to hear this. And this is kind of reading between the lines. And I looked at it, but he's like, this is kind of reading between the lines, how to handle type of people. And he gives us illustration. He's like, okay, you're at the grocery store and there's a mean coupon lady in front of you and she is going off on the coupon guy, on, on, the, on the cash register kid. Just going off on him because he won't accept her 50-cent coupon. She's losing her mind. She is raining down on him. I would just give
1: her 50 cents. Exactly.
0: And you're behind her, and you're like, dude, here's 50 cents. Yeah. Like, and he's like, but he goes, hold on a second. Hold on a second. He's like, let's just let's look at this woman. He's like, what you don't know. And he's, just, he's, making a, he's making a statement trying to help us. He's like, what you don't know is that her husband died 10 years ago. Her kids don't call her anymore. They should, but they're he, he uses a, a colorful word to explain their kids. You know, they're just self righteous. They don't even care about their mom anymore. So she's all alone. She moved to a new city, so she doesn't have friends, and she sits at home. And her pension's on its last legs, and so she barely has money. And so she's having to cut back on this, cut back on that. And she doesn't have any good memories. And she she hurt her hip, so she can't really get out all the time. And she just kind of lives this life, and everything is bored. And she has no one that cares about her. And no one talks to her, and she doesn't have a job. And she has nothing really that keeps her going. And there's one thing. Yeah. There's one thing that she does every week every week she gets the newspaper she waits for it she's sipping her cup of coffee which is bitter and costs too much but she's waiting for this one thing and it's the newspaper and in that newspaper she goes through and she feels some kind of value in the fact that she's finding coupons for things that she and she's cutting them meticulously she's putting them in a pile and this is what has brought some kind of meaning in what is a very lonely disappointing into her life if she's older, right? And so he's like, and he kind of assumes he, he calls her grandma. He's like, she's assuming she's older. And so she's got this, this, this thing, and it's this coupon. And it's 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 the only thing really that she kind of looks forward to in the week. And when she gets to the store, the little pimple-faced kid behind the cash register is like, I can't take it, I can't take it, I can't take it. And you better believe he's like, every flip that she's given for 80 years is about to rain down oh, on this, this. kid. Because he's like, This, she's like, this is the only thing. That matters to me, and you're telling me, and so, and then we on the outside are all like, Dude, you need to chill. But he's like, It could help us in dealing with people. He's like, First of all, I'm not condoning the behavior, right? But what if this is the one thing that they actually care about? And for you, you're like, Dude, it's 50 cents, but she's like, It's not about the 50 cents, right? It's a principle. This is one thing that brings me happiness and you are getting in the way. And it's like you could possibly potentially, if you could play that a little bit, have a little more empathy for the self-righteous entitled people more, which I thought like, you know what? Probably worth the price of the book, just that thought, because I have a very difficult time justifying self-righteous entitled people. Like I just kind of want to. That's really good. And I was like, you know what, man? It's (laughs) true. He's like, essentially, we've all chosen a few things in life. And he's like, you know, how do I choose? He's like, you already chose. You already chose. It's like you already chose it, he's like, you know what's most important to you because of the way you respond when it goes wrong. He's like, for instance, um, so anyways, he's like, for some of you, it's family. Like he's like, you know, you're totally fine. You're not a confrontational person. Your personality would lend to be kind of meek and mild, and then someone mouths off to your wife or your daughter, and all of a sudden, boom, freaking gorilla out of a cage, and he's like, yeah, you care. Like that, it's Mm -hmm. you you give it, you give a flip about what's going on. He's like, so you don't have to choose. He's like, here's what happens figure out. So, how do we, and I'm just doing all the talking, but how do we, how do we do, how do we choose what we care about? He said, first of all, figure out what's most important to you. He goes, there's a lot of things that you lose your mind over that aren't important to you. It's because you're given enough about everything. For instance, like the TV remote batteries died. Dear God, they don't even last. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's like, and you lose your mind over it. They cancel your show. They cancel your show that you've been watching for two weeks perpetually and you've been binging and they cancel it and they're not doing a season seven. And you just, I can't believe they're not doing a season seven. He's like, all these little things. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all these little things that just shouldn't matter, but they're such a big deal. He's like, you have to stop giving all your virtue and energy to the things that don't matter and figure out what it is that matters and care about that. The other things just kind of let it be what it is. Okay, babe. I've said a lot. Give me some of your feedback.
1: I'm li- I'm listening. It's 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 really good. I think Vic has some feedback. What? I just think that's a good perspective <laughs> to have, like to actually think not judge people on what they care about, you know? Yeah. I guess it's not an it like you said. It, I guess the behavior part of this woman who's overly You know, I guess mistreating the poor kid behind the counter. There's no excuse, but yeah, I'm just even thinking about parenting. (laughs) Like we overreact over the most ridiculous things with our kids, and it's not. And it when you when you look back on that day or the day I had, and I overreact, it's like, why did I overreact? It's not even that little thing that he did or she did. It was the fact that I care so much for my my child, right? And. So it's kind of like, I guess my question would be, and maybe we need like, you know, someone with a doctorate's degree or someone who has a counselor's okay, degree. Okay, I'll chime um, in. To help us like articulate, I guess, but what? why do we continue in this behavior? How do we, I guess the question is, is it's one thing to say, yeah, I don't want to care as much about everything, but but the reality is, is we care about everything.
0: Okay. I'm glad you asked that question because he calls it the feedback loop from hell.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: why. The feedback loop From hell, And here's what he said. He goes, okay, we're the only creature on the planet that's able to think cogent thoughts. Vic, will you look up that word? C-O-G-E-N-T, cogent thoughts. Um, And he he goes, here's what I mean. He's like, you could be worrying about making a mistake at work. And at the same time you're worrying about making a mistake at work, you start to worry about the fact that you worry so much. And you're like, dude, something must be wrong with me. I'm worrying about everything. He goes, that's a cogent thought
1: clear
0: logical and convincing okay so we can have clear logical convincing we're the only creature that has logical thoughts so for instance you could be getting mad about that guy cutting you off in traffic right and you're getting mad and as you're yelling at the guy who cut you off in traffic as a human we could also simultaneously be thinking like dude I am so mad at myself for getting so mad right now. Like, (laughs) what is my problem? I clearly have an issue. Cut me off one more time and I will ram into you. Dude, what is my deal? I'm such a hothead. And like, he's like, that's called cogent thought. It's like, no other creature can do that. And he goes, what happens if we don't, if we're not careful, if we're not aware of it, it becomes the feedback loop from hell. And he goes, and here's what happened. Literally. He goes, it's fueled by the, hey, look, my life is cooler than your social media (laughs) world. He's like, it's fueled by this. He goes, okay, if you were talking to your grandpa right now and you're like, I'm having a terrible day. This is the worst day of my life. You know what your grandpa would say as he's shoveling hay at the barn? He'd be like, that's life, man. Buck up. Deal with it. We all have bad days. Get a pitchfork. Help me shovel this hay. And you'd be like, okay, grandpa. And he's like, and you just realize that bad days, bad moments are a part of life. Like that. What what world do you live in where you don't have a bad day? Like what bubble... did did, did someone build for you that's where entitlement comes in i shouldn't have a bad day everyone has bad days multiple bad days a string of bad days it's just his life and so grandpa would say hey that's part of life man get a cup of coffee grab the pitchfork let's just work through he goes but here's what happens you're having five minutes of a bad moment legitimately bad and in that same five minutes you are bombarded with 350 50 images of people living happy, amazing lives. He's like, here's what happens: He goes, like, this is a feedback loop from hell. And he's like, all of a sudden, you're like, dude, when you're so, my life is so. And then you see poof, 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 Lamborghini, new girlfriend, new house, vacation, vacation in Cabo. Oh, and you're just like, and he goes, and all of a sudden, we start to like, by comparison, we're like, look at my life. And then everything
1: and gets out of proportion. He calls
0: it the feedback loop from yeah. hell. He's like, it's no wonder that this day and age, and he loves media and he loves technology. He's like, we, I mean, the privilege that we have to live in this day and age when technology is changing everything. He's like, but man, there, he goes, we're going to find there are certain social side effects that are happening. And what's happening is it's not okay anymore for wow. us to have bad days. It's not okay like we have a bad day our cogent thought kicks in and we're like dude what is wrong with me I'm having a bad day like why would I have a bad day I mean something must be wrong with me to have a bad day I had two bad days last week and uh, something's off I probably have a chemical deficiency it's probably and we start putting letters behind it. we start putting letters behind a disease we have that doesn't even exist but we've developed it because I shouldn't have bad days and and, oh and oh I'm I'm intolerant to this food wise because I should never feel bad I should never eat something that makes my little tummy feel nauseous and he goes off and I'm doing exactly what he does and where grandpa would be like, just suck it up. Go puke out in the yard. You'll be fine. I mean, you'd good. thank God you have food and sustenance to live. But My tummy feels all bubbly. <laughs> 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 That's how you really feel. Huffing. Feedback. Feedback loop from hell. Wow. And he's like, it has made us so soft and so entitled. And we are just, when anything goes wrong, any type of challenge in life, we're like, oh my goodness, what is happening? why and everyone has an opinion and your opinion deserves to be heard and known and you should and he's like it is the birthplace of entitlement who knew that carrying about everything was the birthplace of entitlement
1: that's so good wow babe
0: that's it that's all you you got
1: well honestly i don't know if we need to keep (laughs) keep on keeping on i mean because i am i'm literally processing in real time so There's nothing nothing to be added. I mean, this is a fan... uh, The thing that we need to just encourage listeners to is maybe go read the entire book. The book is really helpful. Unless
0: the F4 defends you. And also, he's not not a person of faith, so he does use some illustrations that are completely... Honestly, it's crude, and I would not recommend it, and I was reading some of it last night, and I was bummed that little Wren read that. I was like, ah, but she's... She's grown. She's seventeen. So read with caution.
1: That's for sure. But it's a great it's it's a concept and and a principle that needs to be talked about more. And and he obviously captured something through these the pages of this book. So let
0: me let me close. Sum sum it up. He 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 introduces one? one of the philosophers, a modern day philosopher, who calls it the backwards law. And the backwards law is simply this: wanting positive experience is a negative experience, while accepting a negative experience is a positive experience. I'll say it again because your mind just exploded. It's a paradox. He's like, wanting a positive experience, in fact, is a negative experience. And accepting your negative experience is in fact a positive positive experience. The more you pursue feeling, the more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you actually become. Since pursuing it, this is the whole premise. It's a hypothesis. And I don't know if I agree with it 100%, but it's, it's intriguing to me. Since pursuing feeling good all the time only reinforces the fact that you lack that in the first place, so you desperately, you mm. desperately want to be rich. The more you desperately pursue being rich, the poorer you actually feel. Um, you want to be more spiritually enlightened, and you want to, you know, you want. I want to be more, so you pursue spiritual enlightenment, and the more you do that, the more self centered and shallow you actually become, become. as you're trying to do this, trying to get there. Um, you want to, you want to be you. you Passionate and desperate to feel sexy and good looking, but the more you go to be sexy and good looking, the uglier you come to see yourself. Like, oh, I'm gaining weight. Like the other day, we were sitting in the hot tub last night. You, me, and Lil' Wren, and you're looking at your stomach, and you started to yeah. like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, Vic. And she's like, she started to pinch it, and she started to say something. So she goes, "Don't, mom." And I go, "Listen, I go, listen, Jen.
1: I get to tell you, what you're was one
0: about. of the most attractive 42 year olds on the planet thank you, thank on the you. planet after three kids. So don't you dare." Don't anyone you? Who sits yeah. Down. yeah. Yes,
1: that was my point exactly. I'm sitting down, and I'm thinking to myself: even if you've got great abs, when you sit down and you carried three children, you got or skin. No children. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's like the women post on social media. I'm like, yeah, but but when you sit down, you have the same little chubbies that anyone else has. Like it is what it is. That's okay. what I was thinking.
0: So here's the backwards law, and I think we have to kind of like. Um, we have to take it with a grain of thought. It's like the desperate pursuit of anything for, to feel happiness and pleasure, like this desperate pursuit that if you make it everything, you care about it so much, ultimately will become a negative experience because it only reinforces what you don't have. And, it, and he makes the premise, he's like, in fact, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. So you end up putting yourself in a negative space. Um, he said it this way, you'll never be happy if you continue to search for what happiness consists of. Um, You'll never really live if you're constantly worried and looking about the meaning of life. He's like, just live. Just just be here right now. And so he and he's, he says, have you ever noticed when sometimes when people care less about something, the better they do at it? Things seem to fall into place the totally. moment we stop obsessing over it. I have found that to be true. Now, maybe not always, and I'm one to go for it, but he's like, this backward, it's called the backward, <clears throat> the backwards law. And the backwards law in reverse does this. Pursuing the negative generates the positive. So he's like, so if pursuing the positive desperately, like it's everything, is a negative experience. He's like, pursuing negative can generate positive. He's like, for example. And he's like, when I say that, you disagree with me. And he makes fun of all these people that are disagreeing with me. He's, it's a really great writer. You should read the book. Like, he just goes off on him the way I want to go off on them. And, he's like, and he goes, okay, the pain we pursue in the gym leads to physical fitness, better health, strength. Um, the pain of failure in business leads to an understanding of how you can succeed. The pain of being open with your insecurities and your weaknesses actually makes you more confident and charismatic Mm -hmm. around others. He's like, Is it back? He goes, "Um, The negative pain of honest confrontation Mm -hmm. generates the greatest trust and respect in relationships. He's like, Think about it. Like, that's super negative. But you pursue that, and all of a sudden, it turns into a positive thing. Suffering through fear and anxiety enables us to build courage and perseverance. So this was the thought. And I thought like, yeah, it's the backwards law. He's like, instead of caring about everything and putting yourselves in the in the, the feedback loop from hell um, and the and then also this, you know, he's like, apply this backwards law and stop caring about all these little things. Stop caring so much about everything. Like, find out what you care about and care about that. He's like, don't be indifferent. Like, just go for that. But at the same time, realize that some of the negative things in your life are unavoidable and there's actually a positive thing that can come out of it. So kind of figuring out with, you know, what that be. So, I mean, if I were to sum up the book, if I were to kind of say, essentially, here's what I would say it is. Choose what's going to be important to you in life and stop obsessing over everything else. Hashtag welcome to happiness.
1: That's great. That's, That's so good. Yeah.
0: If I were to sum up that book. So there's so much more in there that could have gone off on. That's but, great, babe. And I feel like this was literally Coffee Talk with Billy. So. Well,
1: you did a great job, so I'm, I'm I'm here for it. I'm just I'm here to listen and support you.
0: Sometimes we do it that. huh? You know.
1: choose your own adventure.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you checked out in the very beginning. We started this.
1: <laughs> I'm here. I'm present.
0: Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed this segment of <laughs> Book Club with book Club Coffee, Tiny. Billy and Jen. If you don't mind the f word, I recommend getting this book. I think it it it'll, it'll at least open your mind to some kind of different thoughts, and so say so
1: wonderful, darling. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.